Welcome to the Aerospace Executive Podcast, featuring in-depth conversations with executives, leaders, influencers, and journalists in this dynamic, high-stakes industry. Hosted by Craig Pickett, founder of Northstar Group, the boutique executive search firm for the aerospace industry. You'll learn how top aerospace executives are developing their people, competing for talent, overcoming challenges, and adjusting to industry trends to drive growth and profits. And now, let's join your host, Greg Pickett. Hey, Matt, thanks for coming back on again. Let's talk about EQ, emotional <laughs> intelligence. Let's do it. This is a part of an ongoing series. So if you missed the last one, we talked about what great talent looks for in an organization and leadership by intent. So go back and check out that episode. So this is kind of like an ongoing series a little bit on what talent looks for in an organization. Why, why would they look for EQ or why should they look for EQ? Look, I think, you know, the new buzzword, EQ, emotional intelligence. Everybody says, what's this emotional intelligence stuff? And you think everybody knows IQ. IQ is how smart somebody is. You know, Freud, Edison, whatever. EQ is emotional intelligence. And... Yeah, I was talking to a guy named Bill Koch. He did a podcast, one of my first podcasts, in fact. Bill's awesome. He's the chairman of Hawthorne Global Aviation. He is a coach, executive coach, works with some great companies. And he said something to me that still sticks. Emotional intelligence is more important than intelligence because AI is coming. <laughs> and AI is very smart. You think mm -hmm. about it. I mean, AI, you know, Computers can compute quicker than we can. AI is coming to you know, sort data. It can, you know, it's it's going to do a whole lot of stuff. But AI can't connect with people. Good leaders have good emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. You know, and that doesn't mean that they have to be all huggy and lovey and. But yeah, you know, a lot of times tough love. And I think that's why, you know, EQ isn't really such a buzzword. I think it is really a huge element to great leaders. I think it's something that companies should be looking, you know, you know, instead of testing for smarts and IQ, they should be talking about, hey, look, what kind of leader is this person? What kind of emotional intelligence does he bring in? Is he or she able to get the troops rallied around us to, to grow? Yeah. And I think EQ, a big part of EQ is empathy. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's understanding the other guy. Okay. And it's somebody who, you know, can walk in their shoes. Hmm. Okay. So it starts, starts with great questions. So asking what, you know, uh, as opposed to asking how smart somebody is and making that a, you know, such a huge part of the screening and interview process, focusing more on what type of leader they are. Um, is there any, any, like other than great questions, do you know of any assessments that you recommend that expose or uncover good EQ? I think there's all the, uh, a lot of the Drake tests, Okay. And things, yeah, just uh, they're out there. They do. Yeah. I mean, a lot of your leadership tests, but you know, more thing in, in what identifies it, but it's people need to develop emotional intelligence in the same way that they develop their own intelligence, you know, asking great questions, mm -hmm. you know, becoming more patient, understanding what, you know, you've got a, you've got a person in your organization that is not performing. Mm -hmm. Why are they not performing? Have you asked them, hey, what's what's going on with you? Mm -hmm. What's happening in your life that, you know, I noticed you're showing up late, your attitude's a little bad. You know, what's happening? Or it's tough love. 
Yeah, it's a little bit. I, I, I great. You know, I remember. Um, I thought it was great EQ. I thought this was great. Okay. Bill Boyster was the former president, COO of Gulfstream Aircraft. Okay. He's pretty much. He's kind of a hard guy. He, he wasn't somebody you're going to get a lot of warm and fuzzies from. Mm-hmm. My first day of work at Gulfstream, I took him. Somebody said, "Hey, go take this presentation to Bill and introduce yourself." So I was a messenger. I'm taking this PowerPoint presentation to Bill for a presentation that he's supposed to give to some customers. And I'm going to introduce myself along the way. It's my first day at work. You know, literally first day on the job. So I take it up, hand it to him. Hey, Bill, here's the presentation you're looking for. Shake his hand. 30 seconds, a minute worth of pleasantries. I walk out the door and he's screaming at me. Hey, get back here. I'm kind of like, what? He goes, this is wrong. And I'm looking at him like, whoa. He goes, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. You know, don't ever bring me something that's wrong again. I'm looking at him and I'm like, he goes, look, you're my last line of defense. You bring me a presentation, go through it and make sure it's good. You're my last line of defense. If I'd gotten up in front of customers with this, it would have been an embarrassment to me. It would have been embarrassing. It would have been wrong. Would have totally could have totally blown us, you know. And I thought that hey, look, for him to sit there and say, you know, like I said, it's not a warm and fuzzy. But I thought for him to say, this is wrong. Here's why. I know it's your first day. Mm-hmm. You know, literally, I just gotten out of the navy. It was my first day in corporate America. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. Oh, and thus, thus commences the chain of screaming. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 but you know, the guy was right. He was absolutely right. And 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 had yeah. I had better emotional intelligence or I had better thought processes. My first question would have been, hey, can we walk through this one more time to make sure that the data is right before I just walk it up and take somebody's word that it's it's right? Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you think about you know, things like that. And I think that that's emotional intelligence to say, you know, look, I'm taking this presentation to somebody who's going to present it to a customer. Good emotional intelligence is maybe I should do one more look over to make sure there's no typos, to make sure the data is correct. You know, Unless she's screaming for it right this minute, right now, I'll do that. But on the flip side, too, the guys, if it's wrong, the guy says, you're my last line of defense. Please, you know, please QA it. And I think that's how good teams are formulated. That's an interesting example. (laughs) That was your first day at Gulfstream. That's hilarious. Literally. Okay. Yeah. So EQ is, um, when I, when I think of EQ and especially in that example, I think there's a couple of things there that stood out to me. Number one is EQ is relating and interacting with other people in a strategic way to get things done. So like you said, it's not about being more sensitive. It's not about being huggable. It's about relating to people in a way that, that is more effective, that actually gets the job done. That sometimes that means tough love. Sometimes that means being sensitive. It's not, it's not a one size fits all thing. It's what strategically works in the moment to get done what needs to get done, as opposed to just plowing through like, Hey, this is my, this is my leadership style. And by God, you're going to adapt to me or die uh, or get the, get the hell out of the building. So uh, that, that's kind of the one thing that stood out to me about that. And then the other part from your perspective of being the person coming in and being that last line of defense, I think EQ is also about thinking about the other person. You mentioned empathy, right? Thinking about being in his position and having somebody hand something to you and not being able to know whether it's been reviewed. As a leader, that's super frustrating. 
Yeah. So, so I, I like I get his like I get both sides. I get your I get your side of handing somebody that somebody said like, hey, give this guy this, and you're like, oh, okay, I will go give him this. But I also see it from his perspective of the leader saying, look, I need to be able to count on on whatever my people give me that they reviewed it, and you right. have to understand what it's like to be in my shoes. I can't review this. Like right. I have to count on you. So yeah, it's, it's a little bit of like having the empathy for the, it's hard to have empathy for the person who's giving you the order sometimes because you don't know what they know. You don't feel the pressure that they feel. You feel the pressure you feel. So right. you have to step outside of yourself and relate to the person above you and have empathy for them being in that position and adjust what you do for them. Yeah. Think about, you know, think about a football team. Your linebacker, your starting linebacker is playing hurt. Okay. But he doesn't want to tell anybody he's hurt because he's afraid that, your job is to tell the coach, I'm playing, but I'm hurt. Because mm-hmm. now that coach can take proper measures mm-hmm. to, you know, to adjust. Yeah. Yeah. The coach can be, yeah, have no emotional intelligence and say, quit being a wuss, get out there. Mm-hmm. Or he can look at the trainer and he can say, is there some ways we can tape them up and we can take care of the problem so that we get a quarter out of the guy or, you know, he can make adjustments by bringing in two stronger players around them or faster players or whatever. It's the linebacker's job to say, I'm hurt. It's the coach's job to say, thank you for telling me you're hurt. Let's make adjustments around it. That's how good teams are built. Yeah. You know, it's not bulldogging people. It's not, you know, my way or the highway. It's Mm -hmm. understanding how that person, you know, the abilities of that person at that moment can affect the team as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's their responsibility to put the team as a whole above their own preferences, performance. They're, 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 you know, they're wanting to play the entire game or not have to admit weakness is not as important as the team winning the game and them doing what it takes for the team to win the game. So it's a little bit of like, on their perspective, stepping outside themselves and having empathy for the rest of their team and not hurting their team by playing hurt if they don't have to. Yeah. And if you sit there and you say, hey, I'm going to play hurt, but I'm not going to tell anybody, and your performance dwindles, yeah, you're hurting everybody. Yeah. Yep. And on the flip side, you're going, hey, wait a minute. You know, it's like, why didn't you tell us? We could have made adjustments. Yeah. So I think emotional intelligence is, hey, look, it's, it's about understanding the other person and what their responsibility is within the organization mm-hmm. to, to get the best results out of each individual and the team. Yeah. Agreed. So, emotional intelligence. Yeah, I am. Uh, I, I think there's a, um, uh, I'm reading extreme ownership right now, which I should have read years ago when it came out. I'm not sure why I didn't jump all over when it first came out, but um, I was, it was recommended to me. So I finally broke down and said, okay, fine. I'll read the book that everybody else is reading because I'm that same way. If everybody's reading it, I'm not interested, right? I'm, I, I'd rather drive on the left side of the road. So there, there was a while there where I ejected reading it just because everyone else was and they were raving about it. But one of my mentors said like, hey, you really do need to read this book. And, uh, and that's, that it starts with that. We talked about a, a little bit of it on the on the last episode about leading with intent, um, taking the whole picture into account and making sure that all the way up and down the chain of command, people take ownership for their part of it. And that starts with the leader, letting them have responsibility, letting them run with it, having the empathy to you know see them and how they can perform. But then that person taking ownership of their role and saying, you know, let let's say they're hurt or handicapped or you know you know from doing their their best, like bringing their best performance, they have to look out, they have to take extreme ownership of their role and the performance that they're required to hit and say, Hey, I don't think I can hit this right now. And here's why. 
right? Yeah. For whatever reason, because uh, they have to empathize with the rest of their team that the, the overall performance, the win is more important than their reputation. Look, he who has got, who, he who is accountable for the results mm-hmm. must be, have the responsibility and the authority to get those results. Can't be micromanaged. Yep. I love the book, Extreme Ownership. Um, because what it does is no matter who's at fault is irrelevant because everybody's at fault. If something goes wrong, it's never one person. And it, that book forces you to look in the mirror and go, okay, what could I have done better Mm -hmm. to achieve better results? I've been having that conversation with myself. I have a couple of things go you know, differently than I wanted them to. And so I'm sitting there having a tough conversation. What could I have done? Yeah. What should I have done differently? So that's emotional intelligence and everybody needs to work on that. Yeah, agree. Yeah, it definitely takes both sides. Okay, yeah. so we've got much more to say because I think you've got three other points that we'll end up hitting in this ongoing series on what great talent, A-plus talent looks for in the organizations that they join. So we'll come back to the rest of these another time. Focus, culture, acceptable risk. So there's a bunch of interesting topics that we're that I'm, I'm excited to get into with you. Uh, in the meantime, how do people reach out and connect with you? Call me 910-509-7129 is the office. Email is Craig, C-R-A-I-G, at northstaresg.com. Mm-hmm. Website's just northstaresg.com. That's right. You can find the blog there. You can find the podcast episodes there, uh, YouTube versions, audio versions. And then if you head on over to Apple Podcasts, you can not only get the podcast and subscribe and get it downloaded automatically to your phone every time a new episode comes out, but you can also rate and review the show, which means you can give us a five-star rating and then leave a short testimonial of of the episodes that you enjoyed. If there was a particular guest episode, uh, make sure to give them a shout out in the review because we'd love to pass along that feedback to them that the audience is enjoying their episodes specifically. Everybody loves to to hear that. Um, so we, we love to pass that on. Um, but with that being said, Craig, as always, thanks. This was awesome. I love going super, super deep on leadership topics with you. And listen to Matt on the UX podcast as well. No, thank you so much. I appreciate the plug. <laughs> All awesome. right. Thanks, thanks so much for listening, everyone. See you on the next one.